you, babe. Say, how about... Ouch! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Ann Southern. But first, your announcer. Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like the fella just said, Maisie Revere. Just a gal who don't go around looking for trouble. If trouble wants me, it can come and find me. But the trouble is, it always does. Like today, for instance, I'd answered an ad to work as a governess for some rich family and quit after one day. The reason? Backward child and forward father. I was traveling back home to Brooklyn and stopped under a tree to rest my weary thumb. When across the road, I spied a bunch of kids from the local orphanage peering up wistfully at a billboard, advertising a cops and robbers picture playing in town. All I had to my name was a couple of bucks, and I hadn't eaten in so long, my stomach was sending poison pen letters to my brain. But, well, what chance does a stomach have against a cops and robbers picture? <laughs> well, all right, kids, calm down now. Major Revere wants to make a speech. Oh, gosh, Miss Revere. Well, it'll only be a small speech, Donnie. I've got to get finished before the prices change. Now, look, kids, I promised the matron at the orphanage that you'll be back in time for dinner. So you'll only have time to see the picture three times. Oh, well, okay, okay, three and a half times. But you younger kids will have to take a nap during the newsreel. Now, kids, listen. I have only enough money for myself and 12 half-price tickets. So remember, if the cashier wants to know your age, you're only 11. Yes, Miss Revere. Got gotcha, you, Miss Revere. Yes, Miss Revere. Oh, you better say you're 11 and a half. You will never be able to get me into the theater for half-price, Maisie. I'm 15 and I shave. Yeah, too bad you didn't this morning. Well, um, look, Teddy, you'd you better get under my coat. And, and when I buy the tickets, follow me into the theater. You can't do that, Maisie. I'm back here, remember? Oh, yeah, Bobby. Well, quiet, everybody. We're next in line. Next? How many, please? Um, one adult ticket and 12 children, please. 12 children? That's right. Who are you, the father? No, silly. He's one of the children. Oh, just a mere tot, huh? Yeah, I'm 11 and a half. Eleven and a half. Why, he's over six feet tall. I know. He eats vitamins. And he needs a shave. He drinks hair tonic, too. He does? At the orphanage, they feed those kids anything. <laughs> you see, he's an orphan. Okay, okay. That's one adult ticket, miss, and, uh... Uh, twelve half-price tickets. Okay. That'll be four dollars. Oh. Well, but, but all I've got is three and a half. Well, you don't want to see the picture. I'm sorry, miss. 
Next, please. Well, okay. Uh, okay, J- just let the kids in. I gotta be traveling back home while it's still light enough to see my thumb anyway. Well, gosh, Maisie, you ain't gonna miss a cops and robbers picture. Well, don't worry, honey. I'll, I'll see it in 10 or 20 years. 12 kid tickets, please. Certainly, miss. That'll be $6. Six? Mm-hmm. While you were making up your mind, the prices changed. Oh, oh well, I'll complain to the management. Let me talk to the manager. <laughs> I'm the manager. No oh. use talking to him. He hates kids. I should. I got eight of my own. I'm sorry, miss, but rules is rules. But kids is also kids, and these kids are orphans. They have no family. Hmm, should happen to me. I'm sorry, ladies, six bucks. It ain't my fault that the clock says two. Well, m- maybe your clock is fast. My clock is never fast. <sighs> the lady says maybe it is, chum. And who are you? Oh, uh, just the heavyweight champ of wrestling? <laughs> Well, as I as I was saying, Miss, my clock is fast. <laughs> Four dollars, please. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Here's your money. Well, that was awful kind of you, Mister. Oh, forget it, Miss. I'm an orphan myself. You know, when I was born, I was left on a doorstep. Golly, left on a doorstep. Say, you look familiar. What are you? Maybe he's a bottle of milk. No, a bottle of milk can't talk, and I'm de- I get. Hey, look, chum, if you get comical with me, I will smack you in the eye so hard that for the rest of your life you'll see with a limp. <laughs> no, no offense, man, pal, no offense. Hey, this way, kiddies, I'll get you some nice seats down front. And have a good time, kids. Sorry I don't have enough left to buy you all some popcorn. Oh, I'm going in there too, lady. I'll buy them kids popcorn. Oh, but that but that's ten cents a bag, and, and there are twelve of them. Do you know how much twelve times ten is? Well, yeah, sure, twelve times ten, that's... Uh, and maybe I better pay with a $5 bill just to make sure, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, mister, you're a great guy. Oh, shucks, miss, I can afford it. I make a lot of dough in a wrestling racket. Oh, th- then you're really a champion. The world's champ of Jersey City, miss. Well, <laughs> well, so long, champ, and thanks again for helping the kids. Anytime, lady, anytime. I feel awful bad about any kid which is born without a mother. Hmm. And if there is something which I can do... I'm... I know, I know. Well, I got to hit the road again, chum. So long now. Hey, you, you've you been swell to them kids too, lady. I'd like to shake your hand. My ha- hand? Oh, Bye, Miss... Uh, Miss... Uh... Uh, just call me Lefty. So long, friend. Uh, Miss Revere. Miss Revere. Oh, what's, what's the matter, Teddy? Didn't you like the picture? I couldn't let you leave without thanking you for... Well, you know, and wishing you all the luck in the world. Oh, you're sweet, Teddy. <laughs> I could kiss you. Why not? Um, you sure you're only 15? Well, <laughs> looks like a car coming this way. Now, you be a good boy. Maybe I'll see you again if I happen to be coming this way again. Well, maybe I'll be seeing you before you know it, Maisie. I'm leaving the orphanage next week when I'm 16 and then heading for New York. New York? Well, what you going to do there? Get a job. Oh, just like that, huh? Any particular kind of job in mind, mister? Who cares? I can't stand this place anymore. I'm fed up. Oh, well, I know how you feel, honey, but but try to stick it out until you're 18. An orphanage ain't the yummiest place in the world, but it's your home. Not for long, it won't be. The orphanage is closing soon. I overheard the head matron talking. Closing? Yep. But they can't. What'll happen to all those kids? That's not important, is it? Well, it is to me. Too bad you ain't the president of the town charity committee instead of old Professor Pearson. 
Professor Pearson. Well, who's he, a schmo? Schmo? Yeah, that's a jerk with a Ph.D. What's the matter, no money in the charity fund? Just enough to keep the orphanage running a couple of months. Oh, well, certainly they can raise funds to keep the orphanage open. They are. Raising funds, I mean. Tonight, the town's sponsoring a wrestling bout for charity between Moose Kabelski and Lovely Louie. Admission five bucks a head. Oh, well, they should coin a fortune. Yeah, only the money ain't going to us. Professor Pearson is a man of letters. Right now, he's at the meeting of the Charities Association in the town hall, laying down the law about what literature to buy with the proceeds of tonight's bout. Oh, he is, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be at that meeting, Teddy. Hold my suitcase. But you can't. That orphanage is going to stay open, Teddy. I'll see to that. But you can't sway Professor Pearson, Maisie. He makes the rules here, and he's a person of few words. Well, I'm a person of few words, too, chum. But the few I've got are buttes. <laughs> The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment. assured by our committee in charge of arrangements that tonight's wrestling bout for dear, dear charity is a complete sellout. The next matter we have to decide is how to expend the monies. Are there any suggestions? Yes, I think Charles? Sorry, Father, but I just had a thought. Mm, beginner's luck. Uh, Professor Pearson, what do you think we should do with the money? Well, I think... Now, all those in favor say aye. Please, Charles. Father, you said to put it up to a fast vote. Yes, but not till I make my suggestion. Other members of the committee may have ideas, too. They wouldn't dare, Pop. Everybody knows who runs this town. I object. Hey, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I object. And who are you, miss? I am Maisie Revere, handsome. The handsome? Yeah, and hand some of that money to the orphanage. I say, that's a good one. <laughs> Charles? I really don't get it, Father. Mm, you don't deserve it, but those poor kids at the orphanage do. Uh, <clears throat> uh, friends, insofar as we have decided, uh, at my insistence, now I mean suggestion, that the education of our younger element has been somewhat neglected of late, I uh, believe the only wise course to take is to use the entire proceeds of tonight's wrestling bout to uh, purchase more books for our library. Uh, Miss Revere, if you are not in favor of my suggestion, you don't have to hiss. You might raise your hand and offer a counter-suggestion. Now, uh, have you one? I have. I think the dough should go towards keeping the orphanage going and give those poor kids a chance to grow up until they're old enough to take care of themselves. Uh, yes. Uh, <coughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, you have heard the suggestion of this young, unknown lady who has come here uninvited and stuck her nose into an affair that is no business of hers. <gasps> well. Uh, all those in favor of this meddling and extremely flashy young lady's suggestion, uh, please say aye. Aye. Charles? I, uh, I think it's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> that's better. Uh, anything else to say, Miss? Uh, plenty. Those kids are helpless and they need a break. They need a break. <laughs> We've given them more than the dear little things deserve. After all, culture is of primary importance. We have to feed people's minds. Well, what's more important, people's minds or kids' stomachs? Uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Hello? Professor Pearson speaking. Hello, Professor. This here is lovely Louie's manager. Louie can't wrestle Moose Kabelski tonight. But he has to. It's for a worthy cause. And the stadium is all sold out. Ah, Professor, I are indeed grieved like anything. But I am afraid that you'll have to get yourself another bum to wrestle Moose. Louie has been token with laryngitis. Oh, but, 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 but he has to wrestle. He, he just has to. Laryngitis or no laryngitis. Professor, he can't wrestle without a voice. <sighs> Why, the poor guy can't even grunt a groan above a whisper. And you know, yelling like he's being murdered is what made Louie the box office draw, which he is. You shall have to cancel about, Professor. I'm sorry. Oh. Is anything wrong, Professor? Everything. I've just been talking to the most despicable person in the world. You mean Mom? Yeah, this one is a man. Tonight's bout is canceled. Oh, you mean we'll have to return the money to the people that bought tickets? Oh, gee, I'm sorry, Pop. Now you won't be able to sell the town those old books you've been wanting to get rid of. Yes, I know. Charles, please be quiet. Oh, I'm desperate here. Um, how desperate, Professor? Just what do you mean, Miss Revere? Well, just suppose. Suppose I came up with a wrestler famous enough to take on Moose Kabelski tonight. You, uh, you know of such a person, Miss mm -hmm. Revere? I met him this morning at the picture show. He loves kids, especially orphans. Well, uh, Miss Revere, if you could secure the services of such a person, I, uh, I personally can guarantee that a percentage of the proceeds from tonight's bout uh, would go towards maintaining the orphanage. Uh, how much of a percentage? Uh, how much? Ten uh, percent, uh, uh, roughly. Well, how much smoothened out? Uh, smooth. Uh, yes. Very well. Twenty uh, percent. This wrestler loves children a great deal. He does? Mm-hmm. How much? Ninety percent. Oh, he does love them a great deal, doesn't he? Uh, very well, Miss Revere. Ninety percent goes to the orphanage. With the proviso that you live up to your end of the bargain. Oh, you just made yourself a deal, Professor. Oh, um, that'll be 50 cents in advance, please. 50 cents? Who what for? The movies. I gotta get in to get my man out. <laughs> Hey, Maisie, what's the idea of dragging me out of the picture show and taking me down here? Well, this is your chance. Now, swallow your popcorn and sit down. 
Professor Pearson told me to bring you right here to his office. You like kids, don't you? Yeah, but I like movies, too. You know, especially the ones which I'm good guys and bad guys. You like in wrestling bouts. Well, you sure struggled when I yanked you out of that theater. How many times did you see the picture, anyway? Four times. Yeah, like you said, you sure like movies. Well, I had to see it four times. I couldn't remember where I came in. Hey, what's this here all about, pray tell? Well, it's your chance to do a good turn for those orphans. You still haven't lost your appetite for homeless kids, have you? Oh, no, no. Kids are terrific, especially orphans. You know, when I get married, I'm going to raise all my kids to be orphans. No. Oh, back so soon, Miss Revere? Is this the, uh, <laughs> gentleman? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, champ, this is your chance to make good your promise. Will you wrestle tonight so those orphans can live and grow up and have a home while they're doing it? Well, sure, certainly I will. I, I'll, I'll wrestle anybody. I'll, I'll just grab their kiss and give them a hammer like this. Well, sure, Champ, sure. Um, now, we're going to need to sign papers, so put the professor down for a minute. Yes, please do. Now, here's the deal, Champ. Tonight we want you to fight Moose Kabelski. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll grab him like this and then I'll take him like... I'll, I'll... Hey, wait a minute. I, I, I can't wrestle Moose Kabelski. Why not? Well, you're not scared, are you? Nope. Well, then why can't you wrestle him? Because I'm Moose Kabelski. Oh, fine. <laughs> Hi, Miss Revere. Hi, Teddy. Well, what are you doing way down here at this end of town? I'm just hiding, Teddy. Yeah, but I, I thought you were going to see Professor Pearson. I did. That's why I'm hiding. Oh, you didn't straighten things out, huh? No. But if the professor finds me, I'll be the one that's straightened out permanently. Well, I'm sorry, Maisie. Anything I can do? Sure. How'd you like to wrestle? Please, Miss Revere, I hardly know you well enough for that. Oh, skip it, kid. I'm sorry I messed up everything, and I'm afraid I may be seeing you in New York after all. Well, gosh, that's swell. Oh, and I'll even have the fare to get there, too, if I keep on getting odd jobs like the one I'm on my way to now. Can you imagine getting paid to tear down a spike fence? Huh? Well, here's the ad in the paper. Read it. Oh, wanted. Able-bodied young man to remove six-foot spike fence by two ladies with extra broad beams. Hmm. Who sets the type for these things, anyway? You see, the fence belongs to Miss Carson and Mrs. Johnson. They used to fight like cats and dogs, but now they want to bury the hatchet. Well, I hope they bury it where Professor Pearson can't find it. Say, Teddy, these two ladies, what do they look like? Mm, if it wasn't for the makeup, you could take them for wrestlers. Teddy, my boy, you just moved back to that orphanage for keeps. I said something? Yeah, a great big wonderful mouthful. Now, look, you run down to Professor Pearson's and tell him not to return the money for the bout tonight. You mean there's going to be one after all? Uh-huh. Between hair-pulling Carson and fingernails Johnson. Lady wrestlers? Well, the customers want their money's worth. Well, they're going to get it. It's going to be wrestling between two women, one fall, scratch or scratch camp. Yeah, but uh, Mrs. Carson and Mrs. Johnson, they won't want to fight each other. They like each other now. Ah, uh, they won't when little Maisie gets through with them. Boy, get going now. Little me has a bit of dirty work to do. Well, 
Yeah, miss. Uh, hello. Um, are, are you Mrs. Carson? Yeah, I am. Oh. Well, I'm here to see if you wanted to sell the lumber from that spike fence you advertised you wanted torn down. Um, I, I already talked to your neighbor, Mrs. Johnson, about it. Oh, did you? And what did the sweet, wonderful darling have to say? Well, she said she could use the money for a worthy cause. Oh, I'm sure she can. Oh, a sweet girl. Yeah, she wants to buy some more lumber and put up a higher fence so she doesn't have to look into that sloppy kitchen of yours. Well, anything my wonderful neighbor says is all right with the... That sloppy thing dared to call my sloppy kitchen sloppy? Yep, she said it wasn't fit for pigs. That's a lie. You mean it is fit for pigs? I mean I ought to jam them buck teeth down her throat so far she'd have to chew her food twice. Ah, and she deserves it, too, if you ask me. For saying that you were bow-legged. That liver-lipped horse face said I had bow-legs? Mm-hmm. She said you were so bow-legged, when you went to sleep, you had to get out of bed to turn over. Oh, she did, huh? Well, I'd like to get my hands on that animated floor mop. Oh, well, she said the same thing about you. She dared you to meet her tonight in the ring at the town stadium. Well, I'll be there. Don't you worry. And I'll push her head so far down into her body she'll have to wear open-toed shoes to breathe. Miss, what can I do for you? Uh, well, hard to do. It's about that spike fence advertised in the paper. I can use some lumber, and Mrs. Carson said I should talk to Mrs. Johnson about it. Oh, you mean that adorable, sweet, gentle neighbor of mine asked you to discuss price with me? You? Oh, but you couldn't be Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Carson said you had no taste in clothes. Oh, that dear girl, she always... That slob said I don't know how to dress. Yeah, she said you were so fat. When you put on a strapless evening gown, you looked like you were taking a bath in a rain barrel. Imagine that mountain of lard knocking my shape. Yes, and she said if it wasn't for your Adam's apple, you'd have no shape at all. That does it. I'm going right next door and let that walking beef trust have it right on the chin. Oh, well, Mrs. Carson's in home. Uh, she went to the stadium. They're having a big wrestling bout there, <clears throat> I hope. Oh, she did, huh? Oh, how I'd love to wrestle that two-faced mongoose myself. <laughs> well, it's a funny thing. She said she'd love to wrestle you, too. Said she's just that you are all... Oh, she did, huh? Oh, if I didn't have to get my old man's dinner, I'd meet her in that ring. Well, uh, she also said she couldn't see how any man could marry a woman with a face like yours. Mm-hmm. She said, with that kind of face, you'd never die. You'd just ugly away. Oh, that settles it. Wrestle me in the ring, huh? That's fine with me. Just wait till I get in that ring with her. Ooh, I'll tear her into so many little pieces, they'll have to pick her up afterwards with a pair of tweezers. <laughs> Talk louder, Miss Revere. Uh, the crowd is yelling so loud here at the stadium, I, I, I just can't hear a word that you're saying. 
Uh, where are you, anyway? Well, I'm talking from a phone booth at a gas station. You where? Uh, at a phone booth. Oh. Are the customers satisfied with the bout, Professor? Uh, satisfied? Why, why, they're absolutely wild with excitement. Oh, those, those two women are, are just a pile of arms and legs out there in the ring. Gosh, that bloodthirsty. Yeah. Well, can't the referee make them fight like ladies? Uh, the referee? Who do you think's at the bottom of the pile? Oh, you you certainly earned that 90% for the offers, Miss Revere. <laughs> and you make sure they get it, Professor. Well, goodbye now. Uh, uh, don't go, Miss Revere. Uh, why not come down to the stadium and, and witness the bout? Oh, no, thanks, Professor. Those two female butchers may compare notes, and then there'll really be a brawl. Oh, oh, I get it. You, you can't stand seeing blood spilled. <laughs> you ain't kidding, Professor. Especially if it's my blood. In just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. that bout was out of this world. And if I hung around, I'd probably be too. <laughs> I was a little ashamed of myself for using the nasty kind of trickery to get those two women steamed up. But it's easier for adults to take a beating than poor defenseless orphans. Maybe we'd all be better off if we'd look into our hearts once in a while instead of our pocketbooks. Uh-oh. There come the two lady wrestlers. And from the looks in their faces, they've compared notes and are going to forget that they're ladies. Get going, feet. This is no time to just stand there and let the rest of me get murdered. You have just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Ann Southern. was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Frank Nelson, Elvia Allman, Joan Banks, Peter Leeds, Sheldon Leonard, Bob Cole, Tommy Bernard, Jeffrey Silver, and Johnny McGovern. Jack McCoy speaking. 